I drink, but I used to party a lot. And I used to, I was very promiscuous. I always had multiple boyfriends at the time. And one day he went to visit a girl and the guy, the girl boyfriend came in and shot him and he died. And that was very traumatic for me at 19 because he was probably about 23, 24. So I was like, whoa, I think for the first time, I mean, I knew people that died, but this was the first time that I could feel death was so close and it started to make me death have a way of bringing more morality to us that okay at any point this could be me so I started to visit different churches at that time but I didn't really take it very serious because I felt like I didn't fit in church has Jesus transformed your life if he has then I want to share your story my name is Kelly and I'm a new Christian who has been through a full heart change recently since I truly accepted the gospel. A huge part of my faith transformation was hearing others' testimonies. Now here I am, ready to share yours and keep the good news spreading. On this podcast, I will read your submitted stories and have you on to share them yourself. My goal is to give back in hopes it helps others grow in their faith. Welcome to Tell Me Your Testimony. You're listening to the Tell Me Your Testimony podcast. I'm Kelly, and here I have guests from all walks of life sharing how they've come to know Jesus. They will be sharing where and who they were before, how and why they chose to follow him, and what their life looks like now. I also want to mention that anyone can participate that has truly given their life to Christ either by coming on or writing their testimony for me to read. Information on how to be a part of the podcast is in the show notes below, and you can always check out the website, tellmeyourtestimony.com. Today's guest is Crystal. Growing up in poverty in Kingston, Jamaica, Crystal had her share of struggles at a young age. She had a life of partying, multiple partners, and unfortunately experienced abuse growing up. She shares how coming to know Christ and having a relationship with him changed everything. A note about this episode is that it contains adult themes such as abuse, toxic relationships, and abortion. Please be advised this podcast is for adult audiences only, and thank you so much to Crystal for coming on to share. Now on to the episode. Hi, thank you so, so much for having me on the podcast. So my testimony, where do I begin? When we think about our testimony, the truth is for most of us, we can think of various situations and various times in our life that we have experienced, you know, whether the goodness of God or the most hardest seasons, you know, what we call the valley moments. And But just briefly, I'll just share how I came to a relationship with Christ. So as mentioned, I grew up in Kingston, Jamaica. I grew up in a community that is fairly poverty-stricken. A lot of the, the, the young people, you know, a lot of the young girls get pregnant at the teenage years. A lot of the boys get caught up in violence. And that was kind of what the reality would look like for me. But I grew up with parents who, one, they believed in the power of education. And two, I always tell people, while we were financially poor, we were rich in love. Now, if you know any West Indian parent, you know, we don't get hugs and kisses and, you know, like not. But we know deep down the fact that our parents were always there for us. They loved us. So I can definitely say that. Now I'm the eldest of four 
for my parents together and then my mom marry and I have a little sister so five now but growing up I as I mentioned you know I knew that education was the way out there are many days that we went to bed hungry you know there are days that we went to school without lunch money but I guess I always had this dream and this fire in me and this passion, I would say, that one day I would move out of what we consider the inner city. And in the inner city, we call that in the, in the U.S., it's considered like the projects, right? So in Jamaica, we, are called, we call it the inner city. And I was new that there was so much greatness in me. I don't know. I, I think my dad used to tell me that one day I would do great things or, you know, just that affirmation. I knew that I was born for more. You know, I did the right thing. I went through high school. I excelled in high school, you know, graduated as top girl of the school when I was leaving. And then I, I started to work. So I started to work a nine to five job from I was 16 years old because, again, it was financially um, hard for my parents and I'm like I'm I'm the oldest so you know I need to get a job and I'll send myself back to school so I did that you know by age 23 24 there about I graduated from college um, you know I got a good job I was yeah accomplished a lot of things that was on my my to-do list and also culturally would have made it seem like I was I was on the, a good path. No, that's the great part of the story. No, to be honest, as I always say to people, is that not just Jamaica, but we live in a society that is very sex-saturated. We live in a society that, yes, morally, there are some things good and bad. You know, it's bad to kill somebody. It's bad to tell lie. But sexually, it is okay. You know, unless you definitely grew up in church, which I didn't grow up in church. I was Christian Catholic. I went to Catholic school. So there was some God consciousness. Also, Jamaica is known for the country with the most churches per square miles. We also do devotions in, in school. So there is always a God consciousness. There is a God that is, exists. We know him as Jesus. We went to church. But it wasn't anything that you, you will feel like, okay, you know, this is the life that I should live. I think for me, I always knew that I would become a Christian one day. But come on, like when I was young, I needed to party. I needed to experience the world according to me. And that was my thing. So I wanted to picture me, you know, on one end, I'm doing all the, the things I need to do because I wanted to climb the corporate ladder. Actually, my one of my main goals was to become a politician. I wanted to get involved in politics because I knew whatever I'm doing, it was about giving back and to serve people. I knew that. So I was doing the corporate thing, you know, very um, bright and excelling. But then on the other side, I, you know, at nine years old, I was molested by someone and I didn't internalize it at all. It just one of those things that happen. Men are just not nice and they, you know, violate you. At 16, you know, after this, I waited, I got pregnant at 16 and this was very hard because you know I was supposed to be the, the one that helps the family out of the poverty and me having a child well, could not you know be a part of that plan so I did an abortion at 16. Mind you um, I wouldn't say that I was a bad child I just made bad choices and also I didn't have a relationship with Christ so whatever 
happening. I mean, by by the time I was doing doing this abortion, I have many friends that I did abortion. You know, everybody I knew was having sex. And I remember there's a turning point. So two turning points happened at about 18, 19 years old, somebody that I dated. We weren't together at the time, but we were very good friends. And, you know, we were, used to party. So I used to party a lot. I used to, you know, I, I didn't smoke, I didn't smoke or drink, but I used to party a lot. And I used to, I was very promiscuous. I always had multiple boyfriends at the time. And one day he went to visit a girl and the guy, the girl boyfriend came in and shot him and he died. And that was very traumatic for me at 19 because he was probably about 23, 24. So I was like, whoa, I think for the first time, I mean, I knew people that died, but this was the first time that I could feel death was so close and it started to make me death have a way of bringing more morality to us that okay at any point this could be me so I started to visit different churches at that time but I didn't really take it very serious because I felt like I didn't fit in church I wasn't the kind of girl that was I wasn't comfortable wearing hats you know um the speaking in tongues and just the drama around church it wasn't enticing to me but then I somehow I started to visit at churches and I remember finding this church that it was different you didn't have a choir at the front they actually some of the ladies wear pants to church you know how the pastor preached he wasn't preaching about sin and death you know that yeah it was more the love of God so I, I started to get very you know very enthused but then another turning point happened so I was dating two men at the time and one of them you know I, I mean I was with him forever he ended up being my daughter's father you know this I call him Mr. Nice Guy so if you want to hear the story in details my first book living a royal reality um, I share that but the both of the men basically left me at the same time and I remember just feeling so heartbroken and I just felt very embarrassed about the woman that I've become because like you know you, you you look nice you look nice going to work you look nice very educated girl why are you making these you know decision with men and you know and I, I didn't feel like I was struggling with rejection because my dad was very active in our, my life it was just just a promiscuity and I decided to give my life to the Lord because at that moment I just felt like the, the message that the pastor preached I just knew that the love of God was what I needed in that season but the truth is while I got saved I got baptized but I, I didn't truly transform because I refused to let go of the world. So um, I refused to let go of my friends. You know, I, I ended the relationship. But then after about three months, we were back together again. And, you know, fast forward a few, about a year or two, um, I got pregnant in church. And I tell people this is probably where the true conversion really started because what I experienced during my pregnancy really pushed me closer to Christ. And since then, you know, I've just been walking this life out with God. And I tell people all the time when I share this story is that I know all of us will have our own unique story of turning point, but my turning point really, really, so I, I, I got saved about 19 and about 23 there about, I rededicated my life to the Lord. And the truth is, living the life that I'm living now, I wish that I had given my life to the Lord 
earlier because it would have saved me from some decisions that I made. But, you know, the scripture that I love is, you know, all things are working together for the good of those who love the Lord and will call according to his purpose. So since then, I've just been on this great adventure with God. And as I said, my book, Living a Reality, you know, just kind of describe more into what was my thought process, you know, and how I became a woman. I was always passionate, but how I became a woman of purpose, you know, knowing my identity in Christ and just truly accepting my worth. And yeah, just trying to live a life pleasing to God. So that's the testimony. Thank you, Crystal. So I do have a couple of questions for you. So you said around like 23 was when you rededicated your life to Christ, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. I know it's always a process in that, but what did that look? like in your life like what changes were you making um did you have any specific convictions that were going on yeah that's a really really good question so yeah so as i mentioned so one of the things i tell people when even though when i was living quote unquote lukewarm one of the things i did not do i didn't stop going to church i was very very i was active in church in terms of participating but I was always at church I was always at prayer meeting deep down I believe God and I believe who God said I was but the, I, I was I don't think I was properly discipled to understand when he said you have to be willing to walk away from your mother and father in order to follow me and it sounds scary but there is a process of you letting go of the things that you believe that made you so like for me as I mentioned growing up in the inner city one of the things my identity was tied to was this ghetto girl who had made it you know so that for me was a big 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 part of my my identity in terms of after the surrender what started to happen is one I started to having to see myself as how God sees me I started to have to face the fact that I did an abortion but that doesn't define me you know I started to think about okay I was molested but that doesn't define me God can still use me it meant also that some of my friends that I was at company that I was a part of they didn't understand this journey and you know a lot of them just don't talk to me up to no they just don't talk to me right of course there include some decisions that you made but the, the the best thing I could say that made the journey more manageable was one I started to feed my think self the things of God so I started to read a lot of blogs I started to listen to a lot of YouTube videos and you know I just started to listen to sermons and you know, read the Bible more and did Bible studies. And I mean, I was at church as often as I could be at church just because I wanted to to really just renew my mind because I was struggling with, oh, am I going to, I've been partying from, I was 14 years old. Now that I'm a Christian, what am I going to do for fun? You know, like, I, I what am I, I'm going to be bored. So I had to find ways and things to do. I also started to seek the Lord on my purpose. Like, yes, I made it. I bought my house, you know, so I moved out to the inner city. I bought this car. I was in this job. By now I have a daughter. I was engaged, you know, to my high school sweetheart to get married. Married and I'm like, yes, you made it. But then somewhere deep within is like, okay, after after I get married, what else? So I went on this beautiful journey. I mean, I say beautiful, no, but initially it felt hard because I had to let go of a lot of the things that I thought made me who I am. You know, a lot of the things, my friendships, my party lifestyle, my promiscuity, you know, the fact that I I control men and you know, no 
and these things that I thought that defined me, even my education at one point, because I was very, I was planning, I was doing my master's and, you know, so there's so many things that made Crystal who she is. And God was like, nope, that's not it. That's not it. And it was, it was painful. It was hard, but I kept going because one of the major things, one motivator for me one no I had a daughter and when I thought about the lifestyle I was living I said to myself I didn't want her to grow up and feel like what I was doing in terms of promiscuity all of these party was the best way you know I want her to grow up and see me as a woman of God if she chose to walk away then it's up to her so she was a great motivator for me to desiring to change too deep down I just felt like there was more and the world was not offering me like it was just more degrees. They would just offer me more promotion. And I felt like, okay, but what can I do to, to give back to, to the kingdom of God? And so those two motivators kept me going in some very hard seasons. I, I love that you shared that you had to like dive deep into basically Christian YouTube channels and just yeah. kind of get into that. And it's something I've been going through too, because before I would just watch whatever and it changes how you feel about what you're putting into your body as far as what you're watching what you're listening to because it can change you and I noticed that when I was sick a couple weeks ago I started watching movies that I used to watch like a long long time ago like like horror movies and just not of God (laughs) type of things and I just felt I could feel it I was getting I felt depressed and I felt kind of stressed out and almost detached from the Lord and I I realized that after it was a good lesson to learn that you can't casually do these things if you have that conviction on you Mm -hmm. because it it just kind of draws you further away. So I love that you shared that. I also wanted to ask too, what are you doing now? Because you mentioned you've written a book, you've written several books. So could you share a little bit what you're doing as far as your professional life for the kingdom? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things I want to bring up what you said, I know for many of us, when we just give our heart to the Lord, we feel like it's not that serious. You know, I remember in my mind, I'm like, I like to wear shorts. Jamaica is very hot, <laughs> right? And at, there's a point when the Lord is like, I don't want you to wear any shorts anymore. You know, I was a quote unquote, I was one of those diva girls. Like when I go out, you know, I'm always extra. And, you know, the Lord had me give away all my dresses. And, you know, it was very hard. But as I said, sometimes he has to strip away the things that makes us most comfortable so that we can realize that he is true comfort you know the word of god says holy spirit is is comfort that's where we should find our comfort in the, the the love and the power of the holy spirit and not in the things that makes us feel good so even you listening to our movie i stopped listening to a certain like people were thinking that oh it it, it doesn't take all of that i'm like yeah because i wanted to as best as possible strip myself from the things of the world because there are certain songs that remind me of my child's father and when I felt a certain way you know I will still entertain him or I'll still entertain another person after a while after you get mature sometimes you can you know every now and then lick a bit listen to some of these things or whatever and it doesn't affect you as much but if you still go back to listening to them every day versus the word of God then you'll find that you start slipping into patterns all patterns and the enemy you are giving the enemy a a, a foothold in 
attacking you in certain area, right? And I, like for myself, I've fallen, there was a time in my Christian walk when I don't listen to any secular music. I was on fire for God and stuff. And then probably like a few years ago, I said, okay, you know, it's, I'm a bit more mature you now. So I started listening to certain dancehall songs, and, you know, watching certain shows. And what I felt, what I realized was that it started, I, my purity that I'd, I'd, I'd given up sex before marriage, you know, even though I had a child and you know, I believed God that he was going to send a man for me to marry, I realized that I didn't honor my purity anymore as much. You know, I started to, you know, they say, oh, far can you go without going far? So I started because the things of the world, like, I, I, I kept feeling like, okay, I can test the waters or, you know, I can ask the Lord to forgive me. And I fell a few times and that has been very disappointing for me because the truth is when I focus on the things of God, when I'm focused on his purpose and his righteousness, I find that I don't struggle so much with, with sexual promiscuity or struggle with lust or struggle with anything that I used to when I feed myself the things of God. So I just want to point out that to somebody that you are not being extra if you decide to. Some people won't understand, but let me tell you that they are, in the long run, they admire that, right? When it's time for, for them to, they're going through a hard season and they want somebody to pray, that's when you recognize, oh, all this time they were watching you. What I've learned is that many people want to walk a Christian journey. You know? Deep down, they want, because the word of God says he, he placed eternity in our hearts. There is a part of us know that there's a God that is bigger and we want to serve that God. But the struggle is the courage to do so. And what happened is that the, the few of us that decide to take the courage, what the enemy do, does is he use people that he knows that will infect us to try to pull us back and try to, and they don't realize what they're doing, you know, because remember the word of God says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. They are just pawn, you know, that are being used to pull us back into that lifestyle. But let me tell you, if you remain faithful if you choose to be the one of courage if you choose to say god i'm choosing to to be that vessel you see after a while you are the ones like i'm the one that everybody run come to when they want prayer i'm the one that they want yeah that's so when their family or anything is happening i'm the one they come for wise counsel right all of these things because they they admire the courage that you have to step out. So that's an encouragement to somebody. I know that somebody is taunting you, but let me tell you. So when you choose to walk that narrow path by yourself, you are paving the way for them to get the courage to do the same. To answer your question, what have I been doing? So once I answer the call, and asked the Lord, what are my, what is my purpose? He started to say, what are the things that you're passionate about? Always wanted to speak, right? I've always enjoyed writing. I love teenage girls. So from there, I started, he's like, okay, I started to host workshop for teenage girls in my community. And then I partnered with my church and I launched a ministry and that led into a conference. And then the Lord said, okay, you're going to speak. And one of the things I enjoyed doing was writing. So I started to share my testimony boldly on social media and, you know, just, yeah, just share the things that everybody 
don't want to talk about in church and the more I share you know my transformational story the more I got invited to podcasts and persons started to invite me to speak then I started to get paid speaking and overall the Lord led me to leaving my nine-to-five job 2017 um, so that I can launch my publishing business and he says it's a business and a ministry so currently I am a nine times authors. I've written nine books. I am a global speaker. You know, I was just in Florida a few weeks ago speaking at churches, speaking at events. I'm on podcasts. I am a Christian life coach. I don't focus on the life coaching aspect. I actually focus on only book brand and business coaching. I believe that the Lord has blessed me to help people to kingdom people to make an impact so once they decide to write a book to coach or to speak then I help them to build a brand that honors God so that's kind of what I do I do get up every day and feel like I'm in purpose but does that mean every day I get up happy and you know go lucky definitely not and the final thing I want to add is that the Christian life as fulfilling as it is you will go through very rough seasons. So one of the roughest seasons I had to go through in 2018 was my little sister. She was 21 years old. She was the youngest of my parents. She fell ill in about the March and, you know, she in and out of the hospital got improved and I'm trusting God. I'm praying. I'm trusting God. I'm a woman of God. I'm a woman of faith. And then on December the 4th, 2018, she died. And I must admit, the, I was disappointed in God. Because deep down, to be honest, and this is me being real on the podcast, I begged the Lord to take me. I'm like, Lord, I am 30 at the time, 33. I have lived a full life. She's just 21. She just gave her life to the Lord. She was just, you know, trying coming into who she is as a, as a woman of God at such a young age. Take me instead. But the Lord saw it fit that it was her time. And it has been a very testing time for me and my family a faith is not real until it's tested and even though it has been very hard I still know that Jesus is Lord I still know that God is good I still know that this life is temporary whether we want to admit it or not all of us will have to die and we will have to answer for the life that we have lived and you know yes I still believe that one I can lay hands on people and they would heal from their sickness or they will be on their deathbed like Lazarus and I will say that they will walk and you know raise from the dead I believe in the power that God has given me and given us not me just given us as his children where he says you know he has given us the power and the authority to trample on demons and serpent he says greater things that we shall do and he shall do and I believe all of this with all my heart but it doesn't take away the fact that there have been very hard seasons and I can share other hard seasons in my Christian walk but you see that faith in Christ is just so personal to me I believe with all my heart and I find I must say I always say if this life say what we're talking about right now about Christ is not real in the long run there's no ever no hell you know there is nothing in the long run after this I what would I have lost I would not have lost anything I would have actually chosen to be a better person since you know outside of Christ I was I was I was you know just wicked and evil my thoughts towards others but as a woman of God I'm living a life that is impacting lives I'm blessing my daughter I'm being a role model you know I'm 
I'm just being a better person overall. So if even we are all wrong and there's no God and there's no, I would not have lost. But just in case, just in case God is real, just in case all of this, what we're saying is that Jesus is Lord. Why would you want to risk your life, your soul for that? Just in case. I love that you mentioned that too, because that's, that's always gone through my head, you know, just being like, are you real? Are, is this real? Is this real? Like I have very logical, have to see things to believe. And he's uh, definitely proven to me multiple times that he is real, that I like that you missed. He does change us for the better. Life improves. And even if you're going through a hard time, because we all go through hard times, he promises that we will. It's how we react to those hard times than we used to because I know we had actually a really hard year personally as well and the way we have been reacting to it even six months beforehand is completely different since we've known Christ because our world just basically would have fallen apart we would have let stress take over depression take over all those things and it's because of Christ we've stand firm and reacted differently and even other people take notice in how we are reacting to things you can't deny that obviously a better way to live your life and it's also being that light to others to to be like wow crystal is reacting to this way differently than i would have she seems to have a piece about her what what's her secret how is she doing that and they want to know and that's that curiosity that can ultimately plant seeds to Jesus as well. So that's one of the most amazing things that I've been learning and experiencing myself is the reaction to the world and how different that is. And even, even when our world is crumbling around us, God is still good. And that's something that <laughs> like a year and a half ago, I've been like, no, <laughs> uh, this this all sucks. And uh, I would have reacted completely different. And it's just that that in itself is a testimony on, on how he can change you and that gift that he gives us that's free, his grace, and it just transforms our lives completely. And it transforms others' lives because you want to give back. You want to show his love to others. And I, I love that you are speaking now and you you said you wrote nine books, right? Yeah, that's amazing. He's using your talents to help other other people just glorify him and, and branding because that stuff is hard, <laughs> you know? So I'm, I'm really happy for you that you're doing that now and you found that purpose for him in your life. And I'm just, I'm really grateful to have you on. And I wanted to ask if you had any just final thoughts for our listeners. What I would say, one, I would say to you first you know, just kudos to you for answering the call, you know, the kudos to you for saying yes. I know that the decision to say yes to Christ is never an easy decision because we have spent years of, you know, being who we have, we are and built up that person and you can't think that your life could be better. But then you enter this adventure and yes, there are struggles, but there's this peace that you can't understand that comes with it. You know, there's this peace, this faith that comes that says, he's good, you know, like that takes another level of faith. So I must say kudos to you. Also kudos to you for answering the call for podcasts to allow me here in Jamaica and we can just connect to just talk about this God. Like, 
that's amazing you know i just say kudos to you for just answering the call and for somebody that's listening god doesn't make spare people when he when he thought about you he actually had purpose in mind before he placed you on this earth so he thought about hey you know crystal i want to, I, I want somebody to write living our reality i want somebody to, to to start a business named daylight publishers and he had this purpose and then he said okay pop i'm sending crystal on this earth and that's how like god had purpose in mind before he placed us so if you are feeling oh god i'm feeling purposeless you know my heart has been the hardest my life has been it is because you are not aligned with who you are supposed to be you know who you truly are supposed to be is only found in christ and you'll continue searching and filling the void with love and with lust and more things and material things and more affirmations and more money and still feel like there's not enough and people you see them online you know don't don't get me wrong you see the non-christians online telling you that they're living their best life and they're shaking their body and they're telling you because they have money and 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 but if you really look if you can really see in the spiritual realm that the truth is that's not the truth and i'm not saying every christian is living a purposeful life because i don't think every christian are i think some christians have just give their life to the lord just because they want a free ticket you know to out of to, to heaven so they don't make it to hell so there are a lot of believers that, so just to clear the point one, if you're a non-believer, there's more, there's more, and it can only be found in Christ. The worth, the identity and purpose can only found in Christ. But if you are a believer and you are also feeling like something is missing, it means that you haven't answered the call to purpose right in my book my second book empowered for such a time as this lord revealed to me that there are three call you have the call to salvation that's you saying yes to jesus christ then you have the call to to identity where you are now learning more about who you are and coming into that and then you have the call to purpose that is the part that where you use your gifts and your talents and you impact lives for the glory of god and i want you to answer the call so i pray that you will be blessed from this testimony i pray that you listen to rest of this podcast you know go and binge on the tell your testimony podcast to hear different stories of different women and different men you know persons that have experienced this goodness this grace this faithfulness this kind this loving this god that we don't understand sometimes But deep down, we know it is the best life that we could live. God bless you. With this podcast, I also want to make sure that everyone listening hears the gospel. So if you're listening and you've heard the gospel, but you're not really sure what it means, you've grown up in church and you've heard it preached, but the words kind of just go in one ear and out the other, and you haven't really experienced a true change or have a heart for Jesus. So I want to give you a summary of what the gospel is. The gospel means good news. And yeah, it is definitely good news, and here's why. God created man in his image. He made us to worship and to be in full relationship with him. Everything he created was good. And then man sinned by disobeying God's command when Eve ate that fruit in Eden. Basically, they thought that they knew best and that they could figure out the rules for themselves and they could take it from here. If you have small children, do you notice how they disobey at such a young age? No one teaches them that. This rebellion is a part of that fall from Adam and Eve and it's basically a curse and God created us to have free will so unfortunately this is what they chose because God is so glorious 
perfect and just, he cannot have a full relationship with a sinner as he intended. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So hang on to this for a minute. I'm going to take you through why the Bible is so important and why it's the living word of God. Throughout the Old Testament, you will find that man is constantly sinning. God gave them rules and the Ten Commandments to live by. One of the ways they atoned for sins was to sacrifice a spotless lamb, but of course they would sin again and have to do this over and over again. God made sure that his commandments and rules would be followed by the Jewish people over time, and he preserved his words in the Jewish Torah over thousands of years. A few hundred years before Christ came, he let the prophets of the Old Testament know what he was going to do about the sin problem. They stated that God would send his son to save the world, and this was also preserved through time. Now, when Jesus came, there were many Jewish people that did not like what he was teaching. The religious leaders of this time, they did not have a heart for what he was trying to do. A lot of the people misinterpreted the prophet's message that the Messiah would free the Jewish people from oppression and specifically at that time the Roman Empire that was ruling over them. But that was not God's plan. His plan was for a Jew and non-Jewish people, also known as Gentiles, to be saved and to be a part of his kingdom. When Jesus was crucified, his last words before dismissing his spirit were, it is finished, meaning that he was fulfilling the prophecy that he would die. He would be the perfect lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice to take on God's wrath for sin for everyone that believes in him. He was fully God and fully man. He was always there throughout time. Basically, he took the punishment that we all deserve. Now, we have all sinned. Every single one of us. Nobody is perfect. Even as young children, we lie, we dishonor our parents, and that is still a sin in God's eyes. No one is exempt here. God took it upon himself to solve that problem, to let us be in a full relationship with him, and when we are in a full relationship with him, the gifts that he gives with that are so amazing. One of the things that Jesus said before he descended into heaven was that I am going to send a friend to you as promised. That friend is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a third person in the Trinity. He is there to remind us that we are never alone. He dwells within us. He guides us. He protects us. He gives us peace when we dwell with him. And if you look up the fruit of the Spirit, that will help you understand what he does. Most of the world has heard John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And that's kind of it in a nutshell. We're all sinners. God solved that problem by sending Jesus, and he requires us to trust and believe that he is the Messiah and to make it known to others and to walk with him for the rest of our days. And I promise he will never fail you. We also must turn from our sin, or in other words, repent. We walk differently than how we were before knowing Christ, and these testimonies should show how amazing and freeing his grace is. One of the most beautiful things that I'm learning is that God's promise for full redemption of all creation. He promises that all believers will live with him as first intended in Eden. He will wipe away all sin forever, no more tears, a new heaven and a new earth forever. And you can find this in Revelation 21. I hope this helps make sense of what the gospel is. 
I encourage you to read the New Testament. Maybe use the Bible app if you don't have a physical Bible. But there are tons of resources there to help you understand. Please get in the Word. There are a lot of Christians out there that are self-proclaiming that they have not read the Bible. I was one of them. I never touched it. I didn't get it. Now I cannot get enough of it. Another thing that is so important to realize is that you cannot gain salvation by doing good works. We cannot earn our way to heaven. The reasons why Christians do good things is because we are saved, not to be saved. So if you're stuck in that thought that you have to constantly redeem yourself, Jesus died for that. He is the one that did it. So because you're saved, you want to do good things, not the other way around. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, not by works, lest any man should boast. Jesus also simplified things for us. Because there were so many rules, actually over 600 rules in the Jewish Torah, he simplified it with this. All of the commands are so simple. Love your Lord your God. Love other people as you do yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope this encouraged you to get in your Bible. If you have not read it in a while, reach out to a church maybe and get plugged in. It is so important to walk with others in this journey. We are not meant to be alone in our walk with Christ. I also want to leave you on this note. When you're reading the Bible, think of this. The entire Bible from start to finish is about Jesus. Read it with that perspective and I promise it will change your life. Psalms 105.1 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. I hope that these stories resonated with you. There is such a beautiful power in what Jesus can do in our lives. If you would like to share your testimony, you can email me at tellyourtestimonypod at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at tell me your testimony pod and reach out there. If you enjoyed today's podcast, all I ask is that you consider leaving a review as it helps the show get recommended to more people. And of course, I appreciate you sharing it with your friends as well. Thank you so much for being here and I'll be back to share more testimonies next week. God bless.